This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to another episode of But Why, the podcast that's all about digging into big questions and tricky topics via honest conversations. This week we're going to be looking at ageing and I'm talking to Jenny Ritone. I've just asked you, Jenny, say, tell me how I say it. I feel like I've immediately got that wrong. Ritone. Ritone, yeah, got it right. It's important to get in. Jenny has worked in the beauty industry for nearly 20 years as a beauty editor and marketing manager before launching Willowberry in 2017. Willowberry was born from Jenny's desire to provide natural skincare designed especially for the needs of grown-up skin without telling women to reverse their face. It's such a good point. I'm gagging to talk about it. Jenny is also a member of the British Beauty Council Diversity and Inclusion Committee, which aims to help shape the future of of age diversity and beauty. She recently set up the Age Without Apology Pledge, which encourages the industry to use better language around age and show older ages within beauty imagery. Oh, there's so much to get into. So before we get into beauty, I always like to ask three kind of more easy questions. How are you really? What star sign are you? And what's your favourite crisp? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I'm good. I've had a busy week. Um, but yeah, I've been I've been looking forward to chatting to you, so I'm feeling good. Um, my star sign is Capricorn. And uh, my favourite crisp is a salt and vinegar twirl. Ah. <sighs> Good choice. Strong. Strong. Yeah, you know you're you know you're eating that. Yeah. Um, and life is busy, isn't it? We're recording this in the in amongst all these um bank holidays and you're torn because of a long weekend is lovely, but a short week is impossible. You just never get through things, do you? Yeah, and kids Easter holiday, so all meetings and everything is suddenly in the first week after Easter holidays. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And I'm really grateful actually as a parent for the rhythm that the kids um, term time gives me because I think especially if you own your own business you're inclined to go and go and go and go but the kind of ebbs and flow of the holidays although they're confusing and hard work to fit in it does me a bit of a favor to say actually pause a bit and go again don't you think yeah I do agree actually I used to always wonder how I'd balance life around summer holidays and Easter holidays and and even school pickups and all of that and I feel like now you just kind of learn on the go and um and yeah it does get you to stop because otherwise you can easily be working till six or seven every night when when you've not got kids as a reason to stop yeah it's true and yeah actually it's a good point isn't it the juggle is really impossibly hard but there's some favors to come out of it but life goes fast once you're working half term to half term 
it's just like, well, here we go. We're, you know, powering through another school year. So we're going to be talking about ageing, which is a, is a really fascinating subject. And actually, we first kind of connected, didn't we? Because I posted a bit, I think, in relation to, was it um, injectables and like aesthetics in that sense? And you, yeah, you showed me your account and also flagged some amazing accounts for me to follow. What would you say your personal experience of ageing has been? How have you found that experience? Well, I've just turned 40, so uh, um, it's been a bit of a milestone. Yeah, and I know you have too. So uh, I think we're practically the same age. Um, I, I was born in uh, December 81. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a bit of a milestone. And for me um, personally, I mean, I, I'm grateful to be here. <laughs> I'm grateful to be living and to be here at 40. And so when I was reaching it, um, I had someone say to me, Oh, how do you feel about hitting 40? Um, I'm dreading it. And I said, actually, um, I'm buzzing for it. And and I do genuinely feel that way. And I think um, my mum died when uh, she was 45. Um, So that's kind of, and I was a teenager, I was 15. So that's always been there in the background for me. Um, And so I've become more acutely aware of that. Um, as I get older and, and nearer towards 45, mm. you know, when she hit her 40th birthday, she'd have had no idea that she only had five more years to live. Um, and, you know, I've, I've had friends in their 30s and 40s die. So, you know, not to sound so morbid, but mm. it gives you a gratitude to life and the realisation that, you know, we don't, uh, it's not a given that we get to be on this planet. So, um, so yeah, I, I feel grateful and uh, to be here um, but I do think um, it depends where you're at in life you know reaching these milestones of 30s 40s 50s you know people can kind of use it as a time where they look at what they feel they should have achieved certain certain milestones mm. in life that they feel they may uh, should have hit um, and you know for me I've got um, my husband and a house and a kid and a business so you know I've hit those milestones so I am aware that um that plays into it of you know mm. why I can feel positive about it whereas other people might not feel the same way so I do think it is a personal kind of journey yeah it's so interesting isn't it because that that was on my 40th birthday so you're right we're really very close in age mine was in February I did overwhelmingly feel grateful so 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 grateful and and that's a a lovely place to be and it can feel really contrite but if I'm honest I still have to check so I can feel grateful for my health and for being here but once in once in a while I look in the mirror and I'm still surprised by my reflection I think I think that it's, I in my head I always picture like my you know early 30s version of myself and I, and I don't look like that and now let's be honest I don't look hugely different but you know that especially post pandemic um more gray hairs more wrinkles and and I have to forcibly check in with myself I look like the person who's who's lived this much life and that makes sense but it doesn't come easy to 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 always be comfortable with the reflection yeah, and I do think that it's strange to look in the mirror and see changes to yourself that you haven't chosen to make. So for me, you know, I've got really dark brown hair um, and I've got lots of grey starting to come through, which um, are coming through as like, I like to call them highlights. <laughs> 
so I've got these silvery highlights that are, that are coming through more and more. And um, as they come through, and I'm kind of trying to adjust to that, I mean, obviously, you know, they're, they're not wildly showing at the moment, but it feels strange to me that eventually my hair will be a drastically different colour to what it is yeah. now, uh, which will change my entire appearance. Yeah. Uh, you know, even, you know, I, I'm sure I'll have to reconsider colours that I wear and maybe perhaps makeup that I wear to ensure that, you know, I'm not looking uh, too kind of grey and one tone. Um, and it's strange to have that with it being not my decision at all. So, you know, if I made a decision to go blonde, then, okay, fine, that's that's mm. a decision that you've made. But, yeah, so that's, that's strange to navigate and, and um, you know, getting lines and wrinkles on your face and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, I totally get it. And, um, I mean, what we champion, um, uh, I mean, we the strap line for Willowberry is age without apology. Mm. Um, and for me, like, I'm a positive person and also a realist. And that really kind of ties into Willowberry and our mes messaging because, um, you know, at the end of the day, unless we use uh, Botox and fillers, we're not going to take away those signs of age mm -hmm. on our faces. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with using Botox and fillers, by the way. It's not like an anti-Botox movement. It's not swapping one toxic narrative for another mm -hmm. or, or saying, you know, actually you should be doing this and telling women how they should be looking. It's just saying, um, you know, this is your face. Society has long taught us that uh, we should be fighting the signs of age on our mm. face um, and that we disappear into oblivion once we hit a certain age. Um, and actually, that's not true. And 50 odd years is a long time to be fighting our reflections, um, especially as no pot of cream is going to get rid of our wrinkles anyway, because if there was a cream that did that, we'd all know about it, the brand would be extremely rich um, and we'd all look about 20. Mm. <laughs> so it's about, you know, um, being a bit kinder to your reflection, being a bit kinder to yourself um, and, uh, yeah, trying to view age and signs of age on your face in a different way. Yeah, it's really interesting. Something that I talk about, one of my friends says she always aspires to be like Parisian chic in her ageing and I know exactly what she means you think of kind of quite actually quite leathery uh, French women these are obviously totally fictional but they they carry that they carry all of that um, with kind of gravitas like with 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 all of that you know that's that's the thing that's difficult would I like my 30 year old face 25 year old face maybe but would I sacrifice the wisdom that I've I've accumulated in in those years, which does show up on my face. No, and and that's it's so strange that we that we struggle to reconcile that those two things sit together. Yeah, and also, I mean, it might sound strange, but sometimes I look at myself in the mirror and I kind of think what my younger self would have thought. I mean, imagine showing a picture of your older self to your younger self and, and saying, this will be you in 20 years time, you know, how amazing would that be? So just as we can look back on our younger self with, you know, and, 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 and all the things that we might have said to her. Um, I think how nice to think of yourself looking back at your old self or your future self, you know, yeah. because you're, because you're all the same person and, and kind of being kind to that person and knowing the vulnerabilities, but kind of, embracing what you see in the mirror and that's that's what's wild isn't it we are, i'm fully aware that we're sitting here as two 40 year olds we are by no stretch of you know we are 
relatively youthful in the scale of things, hopefully. So it's like, I, yeah, if if I do get to 60, 70, 80, I, I would laugh at me worrying, I'm sure, about my, my wrinkles now. But the question is, 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 I mean, we do know where these ideals come from, but I... Do you think it's a generational shift, this desire for anti-aging? Because I uh, maybe I, pe- I don't know whether, well, you're, unfortunately, your mum never got the opportunity to even yeah, worry about that. But I definitely know my granny wasn't, I don't think, worried about the signs of ageing. Um, yeah, I mean, I think um, that age narrative has long been ingrained in society. Um, yeah, it's an interesting point. Uh, that I've never thought of specifically of were the last generations worrying about it. Um, but I do think age has long been perceived and portrayed um, in a certain way. Um, and certainly within the beauty industry, you know, I've worked in beauty for nearly 20 years. I used to be um, a beauty journalist. And so I'd write about anti-age myself. I'd use the terms and, you know, you can write about it and not think about it. Um, uh, but you know, as I as it came to launching my own brand, I thought I don't want to be using this language. I don't want to be creating a product that's almost like creating a problem that you then sell a solution for. Um, and it's almost like you're making women feel bad about themselves in the process. Whereas, you know, I think beauty can come from a much more positive uh, viewpoint of you know looking. Uh, your best self, getting your best skin, mm. um, rather than kind of selling hope in a jar. Um, but I think um, ageism has been long ingrained in society. And it depends what country you're in, because in some countries, age is revered and, you know, elders are held up as, you know, these amazing beacons of wisdom mm. and experience. And then in other cultures, ages seem to be feared and avoided at all costs. Yeah, but again, it comes back to that, that disconnect, doesn't it? We all do seek wisdom and, you know, there's that famous poem, when I'm old, I will I will wear purple. It's like that absolute stop giving a shit because you've, you've seen it all, you've done it all and you know who you are. And like your logical mind knows that that is what you aspire to, but you can't quite wrangle that with the, with the aesthetics of it. But as you say, anti-aging is just something that we implicitly <laughs> are sold. And it's an impossibility. It's an impossibility. You can't be 50 and look 20. Or once in a while, you might get some great genetics that mean you do look more youthful or or your life choices, all the stresses that have landed in your lap, you know. But, yeah, <laughs> paying money towards trying to not look older is <laughs> it's farcical, but it's it feels a bit like um, the, the sister thing of diet culture. You know, you step back and you go, oh, no, of course I can't drop three dress sizes in 12 weeks and sustain it. It's madness, yet we all kind of went into those kind of ideas because we just did it just felt like the norm I think it also ties into hope so I speak to a lot of women um about you know what they want from their skin and their skincare um and the number one thing that people ask for um is what have you got for my wrinkles so I've done pop-up shops at John Lewis and I've been on the stand all week and speaking to the customers and you hear what they're looking for and they say what can you do for my wrinkles 
And I say to them, you know, okay, no pot of cream is going to get rid of your wrinkles. Stop looking for that. And the easiest thing to do is to sell a pot of cream that you say will get rid of their wrinkles because they'll buy it because that's what they're looking to achieve. And it's that next pot of hope in a jar. Um, and some people say, you know, when I say it's not going to happen and, and give that honesty and say, you know, skincare is about getting your best skin. Some people say, no, don't tell me that. Don't tell me a pot of cream won't get rid of my wrinkles. So it's almost like people, some people don't want to hear it. They want to continue on that quest and have that hope that something will change. Um, but for me, I, it's about taking the longer game and trying to change consumer mindset. And it's a huge task to take on. And obviously, it's not going to happen overnight. But it's about trying to change the consumer mindset, opening their eyes uh, to the kind of terminology that is subconsciously fed through to us, the invisibility of older women in beauty imagery, um, by and large, um, and saying you do matter past 40, you know, mm. in your 50s, 60s. So like you say, you know, we're Sandra Salin, the influencer on um, Instagram, I don't know if you know her, she's amazing. She's in her 80s. Um, she's an American lady. And she says, you know, I look back at my younger self, you know, my 40s, my 50s, when I worried I wasn't beautiful enough, when I worried that, about my wrinkles. Mm -hmm. And she says, you know, I look back and think, oh, you were so beautiful then. Yeah. So, so I tried to tell myself now, you're so beautiful now. And, um, you know, she says, what's wrong with older anyway? Um, and it's so true. It's about shifting that mindset of of fear of age, um, because, like I say, it's it's fifty odd years you're you're fighting that, and what a waste of time and what a waste of life. It's it's exhausting energy. I think somewhere along the line, I guess this gets quite deep. But if you see yourself aging, you've got to face your own mortality. I guess we we haven't got eternal youth, <laughs> and. Um, and so I, I guess that can be scary to be faced with that. But also I was thinking about, I always remember I was told you must, it's really rude to ask someone's age. And I was thinking, does that still stand? Do I find that offensive? Do you, would you find that offensive to be asked how old you are? I don't. And I know that many people don't like to say their age. Yeah, um, It doesn't offend me in the slightest. Um, and um, some people say about the term, she looks good for her age. They say, is that offensive? Um, some people take it as a compliment some people take it as an insult um, as if like well you look you look good considering you're 60 or whatever um, but it's funny like with with the statements like what you say you know we ingrain in children from an early age that aging is bad you know um, talking about aging like oh god you know or, or the other day I had a conversation with my daughter where she um, called someone that we know an old man and I said well, don't call them an old man. And the thing is, even me saying that, it's like, what's wrong with that? You know, yeah, if, is, he, is he quite an older man? Yes. Yeah. And and you wouldn't say don't call someone a young man. Um, mm. But I said it in that I knew he would be offended. And she said he calls himself an old man. And that was all she was taking from it. You know, she wasn't she wasn't you know, that's the innocence of youth, isn't it? They literally mm. hear it and repeat it. She said he calls himself an old man. She She was confused as to why. That would be offensive. And I said, I know, I understand, but I know that would offend him. That's someone saying it about themselves. And so um, the older people talking negatively about themselves yeah. and age in that way is telling 
young children from you know a very young age that age is bad and then me saying don't call him an old man yeah you just he's reinforcing that so I'm trying to like make sure no one's offended but at the same time I'm thinking I shouldn't be saying that so we really are instilling it from from youth yeah whereas uh, yeah as we've just said growing old I am unbelievably my granny who died at the beginning like in 2020 she lived to 100 wow yeah I was just like yeah, that's nothing but amazing. Everything, every your genes, your choices, your luck has has been unbelievable. Yet, yeah. and of course, she looked she looked like a hundred year old by the time she died. Yeah. Really wrinkly, an amazing skin, which told the story of her life. But why, yeah, why do we live in fear of it? I think it's a lot for me. I guess is like whether being older comes with less independence, less capability less relevance I suppose I'm not projecting that on other people I'm trying to unpick for myself what my fear of aging is and maybe it's all those things yeah I think with age you know there is the inevitability that you know health can decline and you have more health issues um again you know uh, like when I spoke to Sandra Salin in her 80s she says you know my my knees do creak you know and also the fact that their their uh, friendship circle are dying and so she said those are the bad sides of sides of age but you know there's bad sides of of all parts of our life and and we don't need to add to that with our own um fears of age um and I think age has changed so much now for our generations than it was in the past you know apart from anything we live longer we we are literally living for longer because of advances in health um we have a um, much uh, stronger awareness of well-being, although probably we need that a lot more than <laughs> previous generations because of our fast pace of life. Um, but also, you know, um, we are in our careers much longer. Women are in the workplace, you know, they're in the workplace, <laughs> whereas they never used to be, um, and they're in the workplace much longer. Um, and we are by and large um healthier for longer and so you know we care about how we look we care about our style um it's no longer solely one kind of look of you know a blue rinse and and cardi although there's nothing wrong with that if if that's what you want to embrace uh, as you get older um but you know older women can rock a summer dress and trainers or a blazer and jeans as much as a younger person and style really has become ageless mm. um, in that sense um, and going grey um, you know having the right haircut can completely transform how you look um, and I think social is so good for that social media and um, particularly Instagram because you know the saying goes that you can't be what you can't see and you've got real women looking fabulous in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s on Instagram. And you think, oh, okay, I can do that too. I can, And you can take style tips and advice and, and see how um, other real-life people are navigating age rather than just assuming that you kind of, you know, uh, fade into oblivion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so true that, that there's kind of this edge of, edge of the cliff moment and then, yeah, you're, you're no longer relevant. But... That's also like about con- con- 
really that comes from yourself, doesn't it? And continuing to like value yourself in a space. When you're talking, I'm wondering with things like the beauty council or within the industry, with this like inherent ageism, what is the kind of age of the women at the top of that industry? The people who are making the camp the the marketing campaigns or you know whatever is is that a younger demographic or a, a women at the top not representing themselves outside of the industry well it's interesting that you say that because it's a lot of uh men at the top right so it's a lot of men in suits at the top uh making uh decisions based purely on you know finance and money and and, and what sells um and so they don't necessarily have that lived experience well they don't have the lived experience of how a woman feels as they're getting older um and i think uh, it, you know it's it's changing the the age narrative is definitely moving forward um there are older faces um in beauty campaigns um it is coming through more um it's happening much more in fashion um, you know, they've got some great journalists like Anna Murphy at the Times who really champions age and shows um, how, you know, how uh, fashion advice and, and tips as you grow older. She has grey hair and she says she has never felt more seen than since she went grey and she gets more um, compliments than ever. She gets people coming up to her and she said, I do, uh, I have to change the way I dress. You know, she wears a, a lot of bold colours and that to make sure that, you know, like I said earlier about changing perhaps how you dress when you've got grey hair. Um, so you've got a lot of that happening um, in in fashion um, particularly, but there's just still a long way to go. Um, and I think a lot of it is opening people's eyes um, to you know, these terms like anti-age, you know, we are literally mm. telling to be people to be anti-age. Mm. And they might not have considered it before. And people I spoke to have since said, yeah, I, I make sure I avoid the terms um, since becoming aware of it. Mm. Um, but, I mean, there's definitely a commercial value attached to the term anti-age. It is what people search for. It is, you know, uh, a very valuable SEO term. And so... Um, of course, brands and the media aren't going to wipe the term anti-age off their products and, and out of their pages overnight. You know, I'm not naive and and I, I don't expect that. Um, but um, that then ties into the longer game of changing consumer mindset so we can start to change what consumers are searching for. Mm. Um, and in the meantime as well, um, encouraging the industry to... Um, adopt a better language around age and um, how we talk about it and making sure that it's represented you know not having older women in beauty imagery is literally sending out a message Mm. of invisibility and irrelevance Um, so I definitely think you know that there's steps being taken there's a lot that's been achieved but there's just still a lot more to be done but it's always this catch-22 we have to stop longing for it in ourselves for the industry to to move away from that. And it's interesting about the male thing because I was thinking, oh, you know, men would be going through similar things about, um, you know, moving towards ageing. But the kind of, to use cliches, we've always been sold the silver fox as as an aspirational kind of 
look, haven't we? You know that that that. But he's a guy who with a bunch of wisdom. Yet we haven't been so well versed at applying that to ourselves. That yeah, that those grey hairs hairs are well earned. And I had never really thought about that. Um, it, the greyness can come hand in hand with kind of fading if you if you choose to that you it's kind of a fading backwards and I never I was thinking as she said about the bold colors someone like Prue from um Bake Off you know she wears yeah. really poppy colors and now I understand why because you yeah. have to, you don't have to but you, that's the best way to kind of make a statement with with that with that gray hair but again I wouldn't even know begin to know how to navigate that um yeah, the the grey hairdressing because it's not something I've ever thought about, but it, it must be a whole chapter. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, and, but that's exactly it. That's exactly the kind of content that can be included in magazines and newspapers mm. um, to help us navigate that. Because like I said earlier, a, 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 tr- a haircut can transform how you look. If you have, you know, a, a modern haircut on grey hair, it can absolutely transform how you look. Um, and getting the right beauty looks and, and changing, you know, perhaps how you do your makeup and your skincare as your skin gets older and, and you, you experience um, changes in your skin, all of that. There's a huge level of education around that that women really want, um, you know, as they go through skin changes in their 30s, 40s, 50s. Um, and it's about supporting them and educating them on how to navigate that um, rather than telling them to try and reverse it. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Actually, that there is a piece here that your your skin doesn't. It's not about wrinkling, but it 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 is different with every chapter in your life. But also, what I'm beginning to realize as I talk generally about well being in a holistic way, there there are signals from your body, and they often show up in your skin of of being connected to other health things that actually that maybe there is something off maybe you are dehydrated maybe you need to be eating more vegetables and so that it's madness that we're so bothered about trying to look younger rather than using those signals from our skin to to try and help our body feel its best yeah and I mean going through perimenopause and menopause um at at the mid-stage of your life you know it's a huge hormonal process um, that us women go through and you know you will experience skin changes as part of that and you know lots of people say to me what would you replace the term anti-age with and it's not about having one term to replace that in my opinion because anti-age is 
um, a catch-all understandable term for consumers Mm -hmm. you know they might not even mean it as in they're looking to remove their wrinkles they might think okay I want skincare for my midlife skin what do I type in I'm going to type in anti-aging skincare it's Mm. just so understood so there is you know there is that attached to it but actually um, it comes down to choosing um, and looking for skincare um, for your specific skin needs so whether that's dryness or dullness oiliness spots or whatever it is ultimately that's what it comes down to is understanding what your skin needs and searching for products that that you know will help those um rather than a a more wider generic term that's essentially Mm. a marketing term so maybe there's just a bit of a misunderstanding i'm trying to piece it together in my head but i often you know i'm now used retinol and things like that to reverse some of the skin damage i've done in my youth and this is the irony isn't it you actually want to go and educate go back to my early 20s self with my youthful skin and give them the best um, tools for looking after that skin which isn't to stop me getting old but also to like give me the best chance of it aging well I suppose. Yeah I mean in our 20s you know we're we're blessed generally with good skin without much help Um, and meanwhile we're going out and you know partying and working hard and (laughs) generally abusing our our skin (laughs) that's it I mean SPF is is the number one uh product that will help your skin and especially as prevention rather than cure you know yeah right from your 20s but um yeah oh the benefit of hindsight (laughs) yeah but so maybe things will be different I don't know yeah I feel like there's some general misunderstandings I guess that i I have always kind of looked after my skin, washed my face, put some moisturiser on for as long as I could imagine, but I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't really know what it was that I wanted out of it. And now as I get older, yeah, my skincare routine is more complex. Um, And if I'd have understood maybe some of that earlier, maybe, yeah, I don't know. It's difficult. You want, it's tying up this wanting to, it's, it's about looking and feeling your best, but within the realistic yeah being realistic I suppose yeah and skincare doesn't need to be complicated it doesn't mean that um you know we we hit our older years and have to start doing complex 10 step 20 step skincare routines it's about having um good skincare products that will help nourish and nurture your skin as it gets older and consistency is key so making sure that you do it every morning and every evening and just you know having it within your routine that you're not even thinking about it um so that you know it it only needs to take a few minutes um of your day but if you're doing that morning and night then your skin is going to reap the rewards and nourishing it in my opinion is much better than stripping it right back you know taking good care of your skin and treating it with respect um and you know it, it can be as simple as that but it's it's the same things again with irony with wisdom you learn with anything there are so few quick fixes and this isn't an anti um inject you know botox that that is a way of doing things and that's absolutely fine but the best way to keep your skin looking well is by making doing the same habits day in day out isn't it and it's it's the same with everything with all aspects of looking after yourself it's like there's no big sweeping solution you just have to be 
yeah, consistent. Oh my goodness, that's so true. And it really makes me think of an, an Instagram live I did with Emma Bardwell, who's a, a perimenopause specialist. Yeah. And um, we had loads of people asking questions, you know, uh, on on the live chat. What what can help with uh, my perimenopause? Can I take? Should I take this pill? Can I take this? Will this solve it? And she said, honestly, you know, these certain things can help, but honestly, the best thing that you can help to uh, manage your perimenopause and your menopause is um, uh, a good diet, exercise, um, enough sleep, looking after your well-being, and it's yeah. that overall holistic approach. And we don't really want to hear it because no. it's it's a real kind. You know, we want to be able to take a pill or or you know put on a cream and it fix. Uh, the things that we want fixing um, but ultimately yes adopting changes to your lifestyle um, will reap the rewards um, on your skin with menopause uh, with your health going into later life and it can seem huge and so then you don't do it because you know you're not going to sit there and suddenly eat a really healthy diet and exercise five days a week and mm. blah 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 all at once but actually just making small changes bit by bit and making it part of your routine so that you're not thinking about it anymore um you know it's worthwhile starting to take those steps yeah sticking with it but also um the cynic in me when you're saying not not in relation to beauty but the overall holistic well-being is lots of it isn't very marketable right we're not of course we're not going to be sold that actually the key to feeling your best is a is a glass of water and an early night because no one can charge you for that within reason. <laughs> and it, and but yeah. there, there's so much truth in that isn't there it's it, that is actually infinitely achievable not very exciting um that doesn't really make for a great headline does it yeah woman goes to bed an hour early if every night for six months she's probably going to end up looking and feeling loads better but um (laughs) not yeah but all that is like a joke it's all about your own self-discipline I've gone on a tangent about sleep now but I like last night it got to 10 o'clock and I get up you know, I get up relatively early to go to the gym and I thought to myself, oh, I could just watch another bit of TV. And then I have to like drag myself, you know, I basically have to parent myself to go to bed and go, no, get to bed now. You're going to, your whole day is going to be transformed if you have the self-discipline to get up and go to sleep. And it's the same with the, um, with your beauty regime, isn't it? It's like, oh, I could really easily not bother to wash my face tonight. But, yeah. But you, <laughs> Basically, you have to. You have to do these really boring grown-up things over and over, yeah. over and over again. I do think sleep is the key to everything. It is. If you've had a good night's sleep, you know everything works better. But um, yeah, with regards to skincare, I mean cleansing. Um, if you do nothing else in your skincare routine, having um, consistent twice daily cleansing will change your skin. So lots of people opt for a moisturizer, if nothing else. But actually, um, if you're not cleaning the dirt and the pollution and the bacteria and the makeup that's on your face, if you're not cleaning that off each day, then that's sitting on your skin and it can cause so many skin issues that you don't even relate back to the fact that it's just simply because you're not washing it all off your face at the end of the day. But it can cause irritation, inflammation, sensitivity, redness, dryness, spots, you know, all of this that can be combated by simply cleansing your face properly at the end of the day and giving your face a wash in the morning. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, I, I, I 
uh, was born and bred in London, but I moved to Cheltenham um, 10 years ago. And uh, when I go to London, when I go back now, um, I get back at the end of the day and I'm literally like, let me wash my face. I need what to like wash can, London off my face. Well, you can feel it in your skin. Yeah, but but when I wash it, my skin, uh, my um, flannel is literally um, dirty from the pollution of London. Mm. And I sit and I think, I used to live in that. All the time. Uh, and in my 20s, I didn't wash my face at the end of the day. You know, I was too busy thinking actually I'd like to go to bed now or I'd like to go out to that bar now or whatever. <laughs> so no wonder my skin used to be mad at me. <laughs> no, it's, it's yeah, exactly. So these are the things we learn. If And you think if we were blessed with our 20-year-old skin forever, we probably wouldn't bother. Or same with everything, I guess. So there is, you get these lessons, I guess, out of, out of aging, out of, I definitely know, I don't know if it's quincent, but as you hit 40, I've just had a load of blood tests done about glucose, which was fine. But on all the things that you go for, like health reports, they're like, oh, if you're over 40, you're in this different category. And that's the thing we've got to be honest that the as much as the good decisions show up in our body and on our faces as we get older, so do the bad decisions. You know, if I spend a week eating chocolate every day, Whereas I could just once do that and not think anything of it. I don't feel very good at the end of that. Like my body doesn't like it. My skin doesn't like it. My sleep goes down the thing. It's just like that. that yeah, I just think the older I get, there's less, there's less leeway. But maybe that does me a favor because it means I have to keep on these things. Yeah, it, it's our bodies telling us, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like you need to start looking after yourself. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it just feels like for me, there's these like, oh, this is so obvious moments happening. It's like every time I think I'll have an extra cup of coffee and it'll be all right. <laughs> Fast yeah. forward an hour, I'm like, oh, you know, I always know that I can't handle that third cup. It's, it, I don't like it. And yet, <laughs> once in a while, I, I try and bend my own rules, and it goes out the window. So. Yeah, maybe that is the benefit of age and that you have the wisdom to be able to go, oh, yeah, I can't handle three coffees. Oh, yeah, I need to be in bed by 10 o'clock. And, you, of course, that's not about having a rigid life, but it's better understanding what makes you feel well. Yeah, and, yeah, I do literally think it's your body telling you, okay, you need to look after me now. <laughs> I'm going to need a little bit more help and care. Um, and I think of my future self, as silly as that might sound, I think mm. of my 65-year-old self and, you know, I want to take care of her now. I don't want to look back and think, oh, God, you know, why Why didn't I look after myself in my 30s and 40s? Now I've got these health problems, and, you know, mm. not, even, not even about appearance but about feeling well and being well and um, being able to move well. And, and so I keep that in mind. Uh, with looking after myself now uh, for for my future that's 65 so, year old self that's so true I think we um longevity isn't a very sexy word again from a marketing point of view you know forget 12 week plans or this is about life plans I think that when whenever I work out what I want to do is to be able to walk up and down the stairs in my in my 70s or, or and or avoid having a walking stick and of course there's lots that you can't avoid but I think maybe that's one of the scariest things about aging is the potential for regret I don't I yeah I don't want to think I haven't done tried to do the best by myself and my body along the way yeah my friend says that um the one thing that motivates her for exercise isn't in the here and now as in, you know, I want to 
look a certain way and lose this weight now. She says what motivates her every day to continue to exercise is the thought of being able to surf with her kid when she's 50. And she says that's what motivates her. And I thought, what a fabulous way of looking at it. Yeah, and without meaning to be repetitive, that's Gladys back to the same thing. The only way you get to surf with your child when you're 50 is by continuing every single day to make small decisions. You know, it's not, it's there's no magic thing that you can press a button at 50 and go, yeah, I'd like to do this now. You have to, yeah, you have to keep with that. Yeah, I'm trying to think, yeah, whether I've got implicit ageism in me and I on a big scale I haven't I still wrangle it in myself but that's because life is quite surprising <laughs> you know that was the thing about the 40s like oh wow yeah I'm a bona fide adult now and <laughs> I know that I've got three kids I've got all the stuff that make it very clear that I'm an adult but it's it, it's just a constant shock to find yourself there isn't it <laughs> Yeah, and to think that, you know, you're in your 40s. I remember when I was a barmaid when I was a student, so I was like 18, 19 years old, and I thought being in your 30s was really old. (laughs) And then, you know, now I'm in my 40s and I have friends in their 50s and 60s, and that would have once meant to me to be really old, um, you know, when I was younger, and, and now we're all in it, and, you know, we're not all fading away and decrepit. We're all... We all still feel, people say they feel young inside. It's not, maybe it's not even that. Maybe it's just feeling ourselves inside, the, the, the person we've always been. And then we're looking at in the mirror, you know, um, someone who's in their 60s said to me, I still feel like the same person inside. And then I get a shock when I look in the mirror mm. and I see a 65-year-old looking back. Yeah, maybe that's what it is because, yeah, in our heads we're the same person. But as we've acknowledged, there's so much that we've learned in that age that we will continue to learn in that ageing process. And maybe that's why old people really stop giving a shit because they've they've learned what's important, they learn what's works for them and their body, and then all the rest falls by the wayside because there is so much surplus in amongst that, isn't there? And I think also from an appearance point of view, um, we did this um, campaign in January um, on our Instagram called um, New Year Older Me um, because there's always the New Year, New Year campaigns that come through. And I used to write them myself when I was a journalist. Mm. You know, it was just the done thing in January. That's what, that's the feature you wrote. And we said, actually, let's, you know, it, it never lasts anyway, all people's, you know, huge good intentions at start in January. And then isn't there the most depressing day of the year like mid-Jan or something Mm -hmm. by the time you failed all your resolutions already. So, you know, we said let's look at it from a positive approach and instead of sitting there saying I'm going to change everything about myself uh, from January the 1st, um, it's about looking at yourself and saying this is me now. And we had people sharing pictures of themselves, a photo of themselves in their 20s and a photo of themselves now or whatever age that may be. And it was fascinating to see because you look at all these pictures and you didn't look at it and, and, and compare the young and the old and say, oh, my goodness, they looked so much better then. Actually, you were saying they look great now, yeah. different, yeah. sometimes not different even, you yeah. know, not that different, which was um, strange to see, you know, between a, a 20-odd year difference. But different, but it's not like you look at them and say, oh, God, but look at them now. You know, people look great, and mm. and I think that's also a generation thing where people continue to, you know, um, 
look after their, um, their, you know, care about their makeup and their haircuts and their style and their fashion. And it doesn't stop at a certain age, that kind of style. Mm-hmm. I really do think fashion um, and beauty is much more ageless in that you don't sit there and say you shouldn't be wearing that. I saw an old lady walking down the street a while ago in a, uh, a maxi summer dress. Um, it was um, bright green and um, white trainers, and she looked amazing. And I don't know if she put that outfit together or I don't know if she just slung it on, but I, I just thought, wow, she looks brilliant. And that's all it takes, you know. But but also I'm thinking that the part of that reason that she looks great is of course the thing she's wearing but because the attitude that's gone with that she's she's like take it sounds real cliches that we hear on but she's like taking up space she's owning she's like you know I know when I'm making an effort in what I wear isn't so much about trying to you know satisfy anything for anyone else it means that I'm investing a bit in myself and that I'm taking the care in myself and that I I, yeah I, I value myself enough to do that so that's what we want, isn't it? Is to just still, yeah, invest in ourselves that much forever, forever more. And I think the biggest beauty tip and the biggest beauty secret is confidence. Mm. Because no matter whether you're 20 or 60, uh, no matter whether you're, you know, the most beautiful model, or whatever, you could have the most beautiful woman be in the room. But if she doesn't feel beautiful, if she's kind of shrinking away, in a corner like an apology of herself then people aren't going to see that beauty whereas if someone's standing tall they've got the confidence uh, they've got a nice smile and they're kind of radiating that out that really is beautiful mm. um, and that doesn't you know that doesn't matter what your age is or or how you look um, so it is about digging deep and you know even if you're faking it till you make it digging deep for that confidence and then once you start to see that reaction of people coming back to you and how they respond to that which they do you know um then you will start to feel more confident uh, for real in yourself so you know I think a, a massive part of it is working on confidence mm, yeah that chasing not stop quit change chasing aging and start chasing like again self-love feels really overused but it, it it's self-acceptance and and yeah confidence I guess and and yeah that's that is what we should be investing in doing all the things that make us feel like the best version of ourselves which of course does include skincare but it's not trying to yeah buy something that we can never achieve which is turning back time yeah and you know it's about having that peace uh, with yourself um and you know, not staring in the mirror, right up close to a mirror, examining every wrinkle, which we're, you know, wrinkles or no wrinkles, you know, perceived imperfections, whatever it is that you're staring at and criticising internally. No one else looks at us like that. You know, if you think of your loved ones, you don't look at them and think, oh my goodness, look at their wrinkles. You're looking at them as, as a person as a whole and, you know, they're beautiful to you as a person that they are. Um, so we need to stop examining ourselves so closely because unless someone's walking up to us with a magnifying mirror (laughs) or a magnifying glass, then, um, you know, no one's looking as closely at our skin and ourselves as we are. 
No, and let's be honest, we all want to be judged by the people that we are, not by the way that we look, even though it's good to wear like that that amazing dress that that, that, that girl wore. Well, thank you so much. It's been such an interesting chat. And yeah, definitely I'm going to try and make peace with some things myself, I guess. There's always a the thing with these like society-wide issues that they you start with yourself and then, then you work out of that, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. I do think it's like, it's an ongoing process, but yeah. Uh, yeah, just invest in that time and that energy into yourself. Um, I've got two questions before we end. Where can people find you and what do you want to shout about? Um, so um, my Willowberry skincare is sold at um, willowberry.co.uk. Um, and um, I want to shout out about our um, Age Without Apology pledge that we've launched to help um, to call for the industry to come together to help make real change. Um, all the information about that is on our website. Um, so we're really looking to kind of, you know, bring the industry together because we're one small brand and we can only do so much. But actually, if all of us come together, if every brand and journalist um, and influencer and anyone in the industry plays their part and takes responsibility for how they're talking about age and, and making sure that age is... Um, properly represented then um you know we'll make a change on a much bigger scale so um yeah that's our age without apology pledge on, on willowberry.co.uk as well and you can find us on instagram at willowberry skin great great I, I, yeah i've been using some of your products and they're really really lovely in fact i was being unconventional this morning slathering your hand cream that was on my desk on my legs because oh fabulous (laughs) only in the section immediately at the end of my jeans where people could see see my scaly legs um and I always ask people if you could have an honest conversation with one person who would it be and what would you say oh my word sorry it's a hefty one to go out that's a hefty one that I haven't thought about (laughs) landed Um, on you uh, so an honest conversation with one person. Do you know, this will sound really mad, but I would, being 40, like in so many ways I've, I've achieved what I want, but I feel like I'm on an exploration of who I am personally. So having an honest conversation with myself Ooh. and digging deeper and understand and being honest with like you know understanding more who I am and uh what my faults are I feel like I feel like I'm there right now I don't know if that's the right answer I've never had anyone answer that before but I absolutely love it I think (laughs) I I mean in all the work that I do I believe that honesty with ourselves and then as a second hand with other people is is like the absolute key to everything. The only way we can na- yeah, navigate things through in our own individual journey is to know what it is that we think and feel about things. So that's a great answer. What a good one. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, thank you for an excellent conversation. I really liked it. And um, it's, yeah, always as ever got me thinking. I'm going to... My pleasure. Oh, well, that was a... Um, fascinating conversation it's always useful to again check in with myself check in with how many times I've bought a cream or done a procedure I don't know what I mean by procedure but I had facials with the hope of uh, of achieving youthfulness or turning back the clock which now I say it out loud is absolutely laughable but I do mean what I said at the beginning like Parisian chic is definitely what I'm aiming for although I always imagine those old ladies smoking 
a really strong cigarette, which would be wonderful, but we do know is bad for your health. Um, but I, w I would rather have um, health and confidence than smooth skin. And I, I need to remember that. Um, but also, I do do an evening cleanse and I kind of wash my face in the shower in the morning, but maybe I, I need to do a bit more morning cleansing too. So thank you so much to Jenny for joining me and thank you for listening. That is another episode of But Why Under Wraps. I'm very grateful to have you here. I'm also always up for your suggestions of guests. Get in touch on butwhy at clemmytelford.com. I am now off to eat some more protein. I have um, been monitoring my glucose and have realised that I was eating all wrong. I was crashing all the time um, and just generally not making my body very happy. So I've made some tweaks, all the protein and um, no more crashes and generally feeling a lot better myself. I feel like such a classic gym bro when I say I'm going to go and eat my chicken breasts for lunch. But that is what I'm going to do. Um, that's it. Look forward to seeing you, seeing you, catching up with you next week. Thanks very much. Bye.